Shanti, thanks for chatting today. I um, am curious about the certificate that you recently got from the Stewart School of Business on top of your Master of Design degree from the Institute of Design. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I completed a certificate in public management at the Stewart School of Business. Um, and so I believe that the Stewart School of Business might be the only business school in the country that actually has a public administration program embedded within it. When I first was introduced to Stewart and the MBA program, I did not realize that they offered a public administration track, but was very pleased to learn that as, you know, a couple years into my Institute of Design career, more and more of my work was becoming focused in the public sector. Uh, and so I stumbled upon the certificate program just by looking at classes at Stewart and actually throughout IIT that could be uh, interesting and add some um, sort of different dimension to my education, some cross-referencing uh, and stumbled upon the MPA program that way. And when you started the program, were you intending at that point to, to work in the public sector? I knew that I was interested in making and inventing things in the world. And I knew that um, I was interested in doing that in a space of social good. But I probably would not have framed it as the public sector. The public sector is something that I sort of came to and honed over the years through my master's program, uh, just as I started to do more projects and work with different organizations, um, and then personally became more interested in government and social systems um, specifically, and all of that sort of triangulated on the public sector. And was there a certain group of projects that you worked on that took you down that path? A couple projects come to mind, actually. A couple projects that sort of focused me on the public sector. The first big project that I worked on in this in this sphere was a project uh, that started in a design planning workshop at the Institute of Design and then turned into a summer internship with the Chicago Community Trust, which is a regional foundation here in Chicago. And so we were working with them to think through sort of you know community development or community development planning uh, in the 21st century is a way that you could think about it. So how do social service agencies take uh, information, how do they find information in the world and sort of channel it and synthesize it into knowledge that they can use to make choices about what social programs to implement in certain communities. So that was my first real exposure to sort of a, a civic organization, you could say. Um, they're a private foundation, but very much connected with the city of Chicago, very much you know about community development connected with the nonprofit sector. And through that, I think I realized that, you know, policy, uh, community development policy or whatever kind of policy, you know, it, it sort of gets set in boardrooms, but it really also gets set and gets implement, implemented at the front lines. Um, so at the point of delivery. So working on that project, plus then sort of learning more about service design and then my own personal interest sort of in exploration in the world of social systems and my own personal growing interest in government was sort of leading me towards a more public sector focus. The second project that I did was with the state of Illinois with the Department of Child and Family Services. So at that point, I sort of had a hunch that I was interested in the public sector, you know, was sort of exploring the certificate of public management idea and would then was able to jump in on this project with the state of Illinois and get a feel, sort of get a taste for what it was like to work with government agencies. And that just reinforced my sort of perspective, my hypothesis that policy is really set at the point of delivery in more ways than one. How could we make that experience better and therefore make our American systems more equitable, more just, uh, more easily accessible to all people? I think you were the first student to actually do one of these certificates. 
And I wondered if you could just talk a little bit about your path and why you thought this was an important place to take your training from the Institute of Design. Yeah, totally. Um, A, I hope that I receive a plaque somewhere, <laughs> some sort of prize or sticker, something like that. Um, because yeah, I do believe <laughs> I maybe was the first uh, certificate student. Um, and I mean, honestly, that's a reason why I'm so grateful for my time at the Institute of Design that I chose to be at the Institute of Design. I mean, uh, for anyone who has poked around even for a few minutes, we know that ID has been doing this design strategy thing for a long time, even before there was a design strategy thing, right? Um, the Institute of Design has really been cornerstone and foundational in forming the field that we are in now from design research and then design strategy and planning, user experience, right? These are all things that the Institute of Design has really championed. The Institute of Design has created methods and then dispersed those methods into the world through academia, through practice, and through its graduates. So coming to the Institute of Design, I was really excited to be embedded in that kind of community and a community that had built the field but was also not static, right? Um, the Institute of Design continues to figure out sort of these new horizons, these new places to go, um, and how design can be a benefit to the world and these different industries. Um, I think we see that in sort of social innovation work that's going on now um, in the States and overseas and also the healthcare work that's going on. So that being said, as I was spending more and more of my time doing community development work and public sector work, uh, and I knew that I had several credits to spend um, in other parts of IIT, which just as a plug, I think everybody should go spend their six credits <laughs> that the Institute of Design gives them to learn about anything and everything that they want. Like, go take the free six credits and go learn something. Go learn basket weaving if that will be relaxing and lovely for you. It's totally cool. I you know, sort of saw my uh, academic and professional track forming up in front of me, and I thought, man, I'd really love to learn more about government. I'd love to spend a little bit more of my time uh, investing in this world and uh, sort of using a different part of my brain. And I got to go back to writing papers and taking exams. <laughs> Very different from the Institute of Design. But I uh, sort of got the seed of an idea uh, and was poking around the Stewart uh, MPA program. And in talking with my advisor, she's like, well, maybe there's a way uh, that we can let you take those classes. And maybe there's a way that you can take some extra classes. So uh, Kim Irwin, my advisor, really was a catalyst in this conversation. And from there, um, I talked with Matt Mayfield, uh, who's, one, who's our assistant dean. And we started to noodle around on this idea, well, if I could take a few more classes, then I could really achieve a certificate from the Stewart School of Business. Um, and this is what I love about the Institute of Design, right? That if, there, if there's an idea, someone will talk to you about it. And if there's a seed of a chance, someone will explore it with you, right? So Matt really uh, went to bat for me with the Stewart School of Business and worked with the folks over there to say, how can we figure out an arrangement to do this? And so I was into my second year, I believe. I was already taking classes at the Stewart School of Business. Um, but it was in that, it was probably in my first semester, that at the end of my first semester, that we really found a pathway um, that the two schools, the Institute of Design and the Stewart School of Business, came up with an arrangement um, so that I could take the classes that I needed at the business school and could come out with a certificate. I just think it's, I'm like so thrilled that this is being systematized so quickly, that this is becoming an official offering so quickly. I think, you know, the Institute of Design, it just goes to show that ID continues to 
create methods and to formalize them in the world. That ID takes seriously the idea of design strategy, um, of service design, of user experience, of product design, all these sorts of things being put to work in various parts of the world and in various industries. Um, and is really like not... I don't know, not messing around with it, but saying that how can we uh, really make some real robust partnerships so that our students, when they graduate, are really equipped, that these students have really experienced uh, the field and their in industries that they're interested in working in. Our students can have credibility in these industries. Um, so I think it's a great, a great thing that ID is doing. And I think, you know, it really sets ID apart from a lot of other schools because uh, you'll really get to work on some real projects that students are passionate about. I think one of the things that's really interesting that's happening is that you have a, like, a lot of designers who want to loosely make the world a better place and they see the potential for design to deal with complexity and deal with big systems and help organizations in need that might be, you know, low on resources among, among facing other challenges to find new opportunity areas and come up with better solutions sort of the design for social good is not like totally there yet. The public sector space looks very different than the for-profit space. So I wonder if you could talk to that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely right. That's totally right, Ashley. Um, you know, I think as design strategy as a field has grown in the last several decades, you know, design strategy has sort of has, has learned the language of the private sector, right, has learned the language of the C-suite, um, has learned the language of management or strategy consulting. Um, and that is awesome, right? And design strategy is figuring out how to really, I think right now in this moment we're living in is really figuring out how, okay, well, how do we help organizations? How do we be embedded, be an embedded skill set in organization in order to drive implementation, right? That's sort of the step even in the private sector right now. And design in the nonprofit sector and the public sector certainly exists, um, but it's catching up to where design in the private sector is now with, for reasons I'm sure that anyone can imagine, right? But the same question exists. How do we not only uh, sort of do strategy and planning work and like exactly like you said, frame problems and consider all stakeholders and really even convince government agencies that, that what they're doing is delivering a service, right? First and foremost, mm -hmm. let's frame this as like the work that is being done actually is service delivery. Picking up the trash is a service. The DMV is a service, right? Affordable housing systems, delivering service. So that's sort of step one. But then the same question exists in the private sector, right? How do you actually implement stuff? And that is where the rubber really hits the road in any sector, in any context. I think you're exactly right. In the nonprofit space, and then especially when you get into the public sector, there's sort of a whole new language. And just like design strategy had to do the work of sort of learning the language of the private sector, I think we need to do the work of learning the language of other sectors as well, right? There's a lot of work being done in healthcare right now, right? And the Institute of Design is a big part of that. And a big thing there is saying, well, how do we talk about what we do in a way that makes sense in this world that we're operating in now? Not necessarily changing who we are or our skill sets, but how can we talk about our, the skill sets that we bring to the table in a way that says, hey, here's what, here's what we can do to help. Now you bring what you're experts at and we'll figure something out together, but in the language of the sector, right? So the, other, the things about sort of the, you know, the healthcare space or the public sector space is that the, the appetite for risk is different, right? 
the uh, amount of regulation, the type of regulations are, are different than in the private sector. Um, the, meth- the methods, there are really sort of robust uh, methods that have been used for a long time to make decisions. So it's a, not only is the public sector complex due to its scale, given the amount of citizens, given the amount of tax dollars, given the amount of government employees, it is complex. It's like a whole, it's like a whole nother world. <laughs> you know, the procurement process uh, with government agencies and contracting non-government employees takes a long time. So all that to say that, yeah, the public sector is another, is another world. And I think a lot of times where I think there's a lot of uh, great passion and drive. And I certainly feel this as designers, we're idealists, right? We can totally be idealists. We want to make good, to make things better in the world. But working in the nonprofit or working in the public sector takes a lot of patience. And I feel like I'm just, I've just gotten a glimpse of that. And I'm, I'm sure I'm, <laughs> I'm going to live it in the next however many years. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of sort of slow, patient work with, I think, a lot of, a lot of framing, a lot of proving, um, and sort of experimenting with different methods. Uh, it just takes, it takes a long time because for good reason, government agencies are risk averse, right? Because you can't just go try the next coolest thing when you're talking about people's tax dollars, right? When you are accountable to citizens, right? Because public services are the way that we really invest in each other. So all of that being said, I think you're exactly right with how you were, you're, you're sort of framing um, how we see these different sectors. And that's really a big part of why I was interested in the Certificate of Public Management. Um, you know, I was interested for a number of different reasons, but one of them was just lear- was learning the language, was learning the world of the public sector, right? If this, if the MPA is sort of the the MBA for government, like, what are what methods are they learning, right? What tools are they using? What different skill sets do we bring, and or what similar skill sets do we have that we just talk about in different words? So how can we all be better collaborators? Um, and I think that's something that design continue we're continuing to figure out as we head into different spaces and different fields how do we collaborate well not overselling ourselves not underselling ourselves but saying here are our skill sets here's what we are good at now you bring your expertise so that we can build something together that's great were there specific classes in the certificate program that you found the most i guess either valuable or eye-opening yeah, I really appreciated my program evaluation classes. Um, so those were classes that were about looking at social programs, either um, from nonprofits or from government agencies, and sort of doing a, a di- running a diagnostics on them is sort of how I would frame that. Um, and so this is the way that, uh, and I don't want to say an auditor, but this is a way that, a, I mean, a program evaluator, essentially an evaluator, would look at and determine the health, the efficiency, the efficacy of a nonprofit program, an organization, or a government program or organization. And um, what was cool about that was it's, you know, there's an interesting parallel to sort of design research as we talk about it. Um, there's a, I appreciated the holistic view of an organization or a program. So figuring out all the inputs, what and then what the outputs are of that, and making sort of a qualitative judgment. 
on that and then figuring out policy moving forward. And another thing I appreciated about it was that was really where the language piece came in when we were able, when I was able to sit in those classes and with fellow students and with my professor to say, oh yeah, like in order to learn that, what if we did a journey map, right? And my professor would say, oh, tell me what a journey map is. And I would tell her, you know, it's someone's uh, experience through the service, right? Their touch points with the service. And she's like, oh, she's like, that's great. She's like, I'm going to use that term. I've always called it this, right? So that language comparison was really helpful so that we could start to sort of map and say, well, this is how the public sector talks about something. This is how design talks about something. Sometimes we're talking about the same thing. Sometimes we're talking about different things. Both are fine, but how do we talk to each other? I mean, I think that's one of the cool things about this new certificate. You know, there's there's three different, actually, there's three different certificates that are being offered in, I guess, like the social innovation space. And now we're working on doing some with the School of Applied Technology as well. Um, but what I think is, you know, kind of unique about this is that rather than, you know, bringing people into ID that work in this space, which is something that we've done before in a variety of classes. So bringing in, you know, experts, subject matter experts in different industries to um, inform the direction of a project. The students that pursue these certificates are going out of the ID walls and into different schools, and they're getting more of this kind of cross-pollination of ideas with other students and other faculty who aren't kind of just within the ID bubble. Um, And I think, you know, I mean, I think you just touched on something that I can imagine would be a huge benefit, which is to say, okay, these are skills and approaches that I've learned through my design training. And Mm -hmm. now I need to go and kind of advocate for that approach with a different population that might have different language or a different way of viewing it. That's right. Yeah. I think it, it sort of goes both ways, right? There's an advocacy component and there's also a humility component, right? So, um, I personally am not like design as the be all end all of all things, right? That, that is not my personal point of view. I love that I went to the Institute of Design. I love being a design strategist. I love doing service design. I think it's incredibly valuable and brings a lot of good to the world. Um, and yes, I would really would like to convince all government agencies that they are service providers, <laughs> right? So I like totally believe, totally believe in that. But I also believe that there are really smart people in government who want, who day in and day out want to do really good work and they're going after it. And I believe that there are people in government, right? There are economists who are setting policy. There are social service administrators, right? There are all these folks who have skill sets and who also want to do good and to make good in the world. So there's also an aspect of, well, if I as a design, I as a design strategist want to be part of, I want to be part of the team, right? I want to be part of the team. And if I'm going to be embedded in a sector or a field that's as complex as government agencies, as government services, well, there's a lot that I need to learn, right? I can't just go in with, uh, I don't know, I I don't have a great example for it, (laughs) but I can't just go in with only my methods or only my language, Mm -hmm. right? Only my vocabulary and say, I am here to save the day. I don't think that's, I don't think that's appropriate, Right. I think there are a lot of people who've been doing a lot of good work for a long time. And the best sort of relationship is when we can learn from each other and when we can each bring our skill sets to the table. So I do think there is a healthy measure of humility that is required. Right. 
And then with the humility, with me sitting and learning about government, right, learning about comparative political administrative systems, right, learning about the deputy of so-and-so and and how government agents are, agencies are are, uh, structured, learning about how programs are evaluated, right, then that gives me, that gives me credibility to say, oh, well, have we thought about it this way? What if we brought in this other method? And I can talk about it in a way that adds value and that can build a bridge. I think that's, that's the kind of collaborative relationships that we're looking for in this new world economy. You know, we're, we're dealing with something here right now where design is, is sort of caught up with business. And therefore, it's like it needs to kind of like evolve and get more nuanced. And there's an opportunity now, although it's also a challenge, I think, for people to kind of like, you know, hone in further to these sort of like niche areas and get that kind of depth of expertise. Yeah, I think you're right because, you know, many many moons ago, back in the day it was fine for a design team to sort of swoop in and take a project and disappear right into a black box for several months and then come out and say, "Ta-da, here's our shiny answer," right? Or like genius designer says, "Ta-da, here it is. Here's the thing." Um and I don't think that's that's the world that we we live in anymore. We've seen that process evolve for good reasons. Um, one of those being that that's that's maybe something that can happen with physical products. But even then, we know that we have seen we've watched design and design capabilities become more and more embedded and more and more strategic within organizations, right? So several decades ago, if the genius designer or the genius design team could sort of disappear and work their magic and then come back and show off, like, here's the new shiny toy that we made, that's not how it works anymore, (laughs) right? Even, you know, with consultancies, uh, they take, design consultants take organizational employees into the field with them for research, right? More and more today, we're seeing design teams be embedded within organizations, right? And going sort of more upstream in the strategic process. We're seeing uh, that they're sort of collaborative teams. In private organizations, innovation teams are being put together from across business units, across silos. So I think just as we've seen those things happen in the private sector, we need to see like similar things happening in these other sectors as well. And design needs to be able to evolve into those spaces. So Sean, do you have finished your master of design and you finished, um, you finished the certificate program. Where are you off to next? Yeah. So hot off the presses in a couple months, I will be joining public policy lab as the new strategy director, uh, which means that I will help give some organizational uh, strategic direction, and we'll also uh, lead design strategy or service design projects with government agencies. So Public Policy Lab is a, a young consultancy that really believes that public services are how we invest in each other as American citizens, and that Americans have better uh, opportunities to uh, have better lives if they have better access um, and equality in getting to public services. So Public Policy Lab is uh, especially interested in services that affect poor and vulnerable communities. So a lot of the work that they have done so far has, like I said, been with government agencies, also in partnership with some foundations around things like affordable housing systems uh, in New York City. They've worked with the Department of Veterans Affairs 
to consider mental health services for veterans. Um, and what, what do those services look like? And when do they really begin? And what do people need? Um, they've worked on a prison system in Louisville, Kentucky, considering how to make some systems better for prisoners and for prison guards. Um, and have also worked on the New York City's digital playbook uh, for digital services. So things at uh, multiple sort of levels at the local, state, and federal level. And we're now thinking about how to scale the organization and are pursuing more projects like this. But yeah, so I'm very, very thrilled to be going there. I'm really excited about it. Um, And everything that Public Policy Lab does is open and transparent and published on the web. So if anyone is interested in the kind of work that Public Policy Lab does, uh, you can go to publicpolicylab.org and uh, download all sorts of things. Um, There's some great stuff to look at. Sounds super exciting. Um, All of us here at ID will be following your progress as well as your career path. So stay in touch. Of course, yes. Um, Love love the Institute of Design. Yeah. And um, yeah. Keep us like keep us posted on what you're working on. Can't, totally. can't wait to see more. Thanks for talking today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Ashley. Thanks.